What's up, Cloud Gamers? Welcome to another episode of CGX Podcast. This is episode number seven, 17, number seven. Number 17 is crazy how many of this we've done so far and never gets old. So it's fun. Again, just come in here, picking topic of conversations and chatting with the members of the panel about those topics. So again, today we have our normal crew back. We're still waiting for Mark. I don't know where he's at. We know he was streaming earlier, so he's probably trying to wrap that up. But we're going to get right into this, man. So much to talk about. But before we do, I just want to check in with the members of the panel, just see how they're doing, see what games they're playing, and see other what other content creators they've been watching for this past week. So to get started, Holtz, how are you, sir? What have you been playing? Uh, what platform and also what content creator have you been watching as of late? So of, of late, I've been actually playing Formula One 2020 on Stadia for the free right. weekend. Even though yeah. I own it, I've purchased it before through Steam and played it on Shadow, but I wanted to see how it would play on Stadia, which actually ran really smooth and looks really gorgeous. So I've just been plodding along on that. But to me, I'm a bit overwhelmed trying to do it again and start to progress and from this from a different point when I actually got it on my shadow. So yeah. I've only been in and out and I've been playing grid. So just race a heavy this weekend while waiting for the big titles to come. And um, a person that I've been following this week, I've been missing his live channels, but I've been catching up on his actually when he's been posting his rate 3473, AKA the game and cyborg. Yeah, I've, been, I I've been checking out his um, stuff. You know, he's been on Twitch doing Far Cry 5. He's been on Facebook doing New Dawn. And then, you know, he does he does the Game and Cyborg podcast, which you can actually find on Spotify. And he does also the Game and Cyborg Power Hour, where he just talks about gaming. He's such a pleasure to watch, such a great guy, funny, knowledgeable. And, you know, I recommend him. Cool, cool. Yeah, Ray's cool, man. If you guys haven't checked out his YouTube channel, do. Um, he, he's a late-night streamer, right, from what I remember? Yeah. So yeah. I, I miss him because he's US time. I usually miss him, but it's good yeah. to catch up on his videos when I can. Cool, cool. Awesome. Awesome. How about you, Jerry? What have you been up to? What platform have you been playing games on? What games and also what content creator have you been watching? So for me, I've been just playing Watch Dogs Legion whenever I'm playing, whenever I have time. So it's been really good. And I know I have to get a lot done before Valhalla comes out because (laughs) I have like 136 hours in Odyssey. So I know Valhalla is going to take a lot of my time, even though I have to make videos. So trying to get a lot of Watch Dogs done. That's been on GeForce Now and Shadow, actually, surprisingly, even though there's no ray tracing for me on Boost Over. Uh That's been the two I've been mostly playing it on. And um, as far as content creators, besides the cloud stuff, of course, I'm super nerdy with all the hardware releases. So I've been watching Jay's Two Cents and Gamers Nexus for all the AMD CPU and GPU stuff that's going on, getting ready to upgrade the build here and all that kind of stuff. So mo- mostly those guys that I've been having to keep tabs on. Besides that, Rich from Review Tech USA, because he's always got some interesting daily news about the PS5. <laughs> so yeah. funny, funny guy for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, how is Watch Dog Legion's performance in uh, Shadow for you? It's actually not not too bad. I mean, you're not going to go ultra, but it's crushing any systems really trying to go ultra. But the game's optimized well, so for me, it's been playing really well on Shadow. I can do 40 to 60 FPS with some decent graphic settings on there. Nice. That's awesome. How about you, Duncan? What have you been up to? What games have you been playing? What platform? And also, what content creator have you been watching as of late? 
Yeah, I have been uh, just just talking off her. I actually booted up uh, PlayStation Now in the build up to the PlayStation Five, and I'm going through the God of War series from start to finish on there. So I'm having a bit of fun playing through God of War there. Uh, also, I have uh, following last week's talk. I have been playing some uh, Watch Dogs on GeForce Now as well. I've hooked that up and playing that through my Nvidia Shield. So that's been some good crack. Uh, the, the content creator I'm going to shout out this week, I'm going for who is generally known as the crazy wee dude in our household, and that is Andy Morse. <laughs> and he, he yeah. is uh, doing another challenge this week. And oh uh, if you like his video or your talk during his video, he he's going to be doing an Xbox um, um, <laughs> unveil and unboxing. But if you talk or like the video or do things, it's going to delay the opening. So he's really looking forward to it. So it's definitely worth checking that out on Tuesday uh, because the more you talk, the longer he can't open it. So it's a bit of a troll towards him. <laughs> That's all. Andy's always doing some crazy, crazy. He was the one that locked himself in the box for get packed or something like that, right? At this rate, he actually might get in the Xbox box. <laughs> yeah, he's a fun one. Definitely check out Andy Morris for sure. How about you, uh, Chief? What have you been up to? What games have you been playing? What platform? And also, uh, just content creator that you've been watching lately. Uh, so I've been bouncing around um, different rigs with uh, Watch Dogs Legions, playing, trying to figure out uh, the best way to play. And it seems like since they patched it, GeForce Now has been giving me the um, the best uh, performance. So I can get very high with ray tracing on 30 to 60 frames per second. That's nice. really nice. Uh, so I've been playing it mostly on there, to be honest. Um, that game's been booting up quite quick, and they've been assigning the 2080Ds to the rigs now uh, for Watch Dogs Legion, so it does play very nice on there. Uh, otherwise, I literally just before the stream noticed that um, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Remastered landed on Origin, and because I've got EA Play Pro, I just quickly downloaded that and had a blast and was killing it on the, some races, brought back some nice memories of good old Hot Pursuit, <laughs> being able to hop between uh, Pursuey and uh, Pursuer, so... That was quite good fun. Uh, content creation-wise, I've not really managed to watch a lot of people at all this week. I've just been so busy with content and work. Um, apart from some Linus Tech tips, there's not really been a lot I've been watching, unfortunately. Yeah. Cool, cool. Cool. Now I got to check out Need for Speed, man. Had no idea that that released. That's pretty cool. How about you, Ben? What have you been up to? What games have you been playing? What platform? And also what content creator? Um, I've been a little slow on the gaming this week with all the news, <laughs> the election coverage, been a little obsessed, obsessing over that. Um, but I did play some Watch Dogs Legions on G- Legion on G4- GeForce Now, um, played that for a little while. Um, I watched Mark's stream, um, when he hit his 20,000, that was, that, yeah, was, that was dope. Um, and then today I was watching, um, some guy, Josh OG, I think on, uh, Twitch, because he was streaming uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. That's right. You sent us that link. That game looks incredible. Really yeah. excited for I'm, it. I'm sure. super excited for it. Yeah. Cool, cool. 
Awesome. So me personally, as you guys know, in the U.S., this has been a crazy week. So I've been having to deal with a lot of clients who just have been not doing too well, um, but been busy. Uh, if if I, you know, that's all I can say about that. But I played a game that I did a video about uh, titled Airy and the Secret of Seasons for Stadia. That game definitely took me by surprise. Didn't think I would like it, but it actually runs pretty well for stadiums. A lot of fun. But apart from that, though, been playing some Watchdog Legions. Um, just been playing that on GeForce Now as well. Uh, not I. I wanted to game a lot more this week, but just didn't have the time to. But content creator wise. I've been watching some Stadia Vet Gaming, and if you guys haven't watched him yet, I this dude is like constantly streaming. Man, I like the grind, I like the hustle, and he is he's definitely passionate about uh, streaming games. You know, he reminds me of uh, Megatron X. Uh, I think Meg is not streaming as much, so if you guys are looking for like a consistent, you know, Stadia streaming, definitely check him out he's doing some good stuff over there but that's uh all we have for the introduction of the panel just want to move into some cloud gaming news because we have some good stuff to talk about right so for GeForce now again we like to start with GeForce now 10 games was announced for the platform for this week and one being among us now this is a interesting uh game to come to GeForce now because some people are happy but then some people are like, well, this doesn't really showcase what GeForce Now really can do. This game can run on mobile. Um, but then other games, which I'll put up here in a bit, came. Uh, so I just want to talk to the panel about the GeForce Now news and see if you guys tried any of these games. And just what are your thoughts overall with all the games that was announced for GeForce Now this week? So to get started, let's check in with Jerry. What's your take on GeForce Now news for this week? I thought it wasn't bad. It was slim. We didn't really have any other kind of announcements, no games added to highlights or things like that. It was really just the list of the 10 games, uh, no returning games. I hear what you're saying about Among Us because I heard the same thing. I don't know why people seem to have an issue with this game being right. added to GeForce, but it's not just about what it can run because, of course, like Chief was saying, um, Legions is running really well on GeForce now. That's I, I've played it a lot on there. Um, it's giving just more people access. I get that you can run it on your phone, but, I mean, even as of now, I have friends that have phones that don't run Among Us. Or they yeah. have like a free Walmart phone or they have whatever. So, but they're able to do this on their crappy laptop or whatever. So it's just, don't be mad. It just gives more people more option to play in more places. It's not really a big deal. I didn't expect big games this week. Watch Dogs Legion last week. And what are we getting yeah. next week? Everybody knows about how this coming. So <laughs> it doesn't have to be a super strong week. I thought it was somewhat weak, but decent, decent enough games on there. And we got Splinter Cell on there. So I'm sure some people might be happy about that. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, I'll I'll say more about my thoughts on it later. But yeah, I think it was a decent week for GeForce Now. But I do want to check in with Holtz. What's your take on the GeForce Now news for this week? Lackluster, apart from one game I thought I would really get into, and that's definitely Worms Rumble. But I actually went on GeForce Now on my phone, and I couldn't get access to it. I couldn't find it, so I was a bit upset I couldn't find the beta on there. So maybe it'll come at a later time. But this game is... It's USA. Yeah, oh. 
<laughs> so this game that I wanted to play, it's 32 players cross-play with modes like Deathmatch and Battle Royale. And I just love worms. I just love the humor of them. I just love the craziness. And I just love the weapons. I just love the super sheep, sheep, holy hand grenades. It's just a lot of chaos. And the game actually looks lovely. So that was one game that I was only interested in in the GeForce now. And now I just found out it's US only. So now I'm gutted. <laughs> So, did you check out this game, Nagara Blade Point Closed Beta? No, no, I didn't request it, the Closed Beta, no. Okay, uh, this is another one of those games that made me think of you. US right? only as yeah. well. Oh, is that US only as well? Maybe, maybe that's why I'm not... Oh, maybe that's is why it never... US only? Oh, man. Maybe that's why I never got no invitations for none of it. Oh, that like... sucks. Wow, that's a bummer. Okay. Cool, cool. So it looks like it looks like the US is getting a lot of stuff this week. Yeah. That sort of. <laughs> that stinks, man. That stinks. All right, cool. How about you, Ben? What's your take on GeForce Now news for this week? I was actually excited for Among Us, um, just because you know I I usually do most of my stuff on a Chromebook, and you know it I can run the app, but I'd rather run it in GeForce Now just because I don't have to have all the ads and everything. Um, plus it's a little bit smoother experience, I think. Um, the other game that I was excited for, um, was the, the free game on Epic Dungeons 3. Um, yeah. I, I haven't played it yet just cause I had watchdogs that I was working on, but it's something that I'm definitely going to play eventually. Um, it, it looks like a fun game. Um, I saw, saw a little bit of gameplay and then, um, I went ahead and used my U- Ubisoft plus to claim uh, Tom Clancy uh, uh, Splinter Cell, yeah, and added that to my library too. So nice. It was an okay week. Okay, okay, cool. Good to hear. Good to hear. How about you? Uh, we Duncan haven't got to you yet. What's your take on Energy for Snow News for the week? Yeah, I, I think it was a it was an okay week. We've got our weekly epic game on there, so if you haven't played on GeForce Now, off you go. Try it, Dungeons Free. Uh, the Among Us one is the talking point of the week. I was just having a, a quick look there the Steam stats. At this moment in time, there is three hundred over three hundred thousand people playing Among Us on uh, Steam. Uh, it's a big game, if you think if it's uh, or not. It's it's a real good get, and it's going to bring people across with GeForce Now and uh, and Luna, which will probably come to the other. They can drop the games on there if they are blown up, and I think that's why this has been chucked on there because it's it's been blown up over the last couple of months, and they've actually got it all over pretty quick, and it's the reaction to this. So. Uh yeah, I'm I'm I think it was a good week that way. And the other games are you can't you can't really knock games coming to the service. It, it, it just there's gonna be something there for, for people. And the space has its fans and which which is which is another reasonably big game and the Splinter Cell, everybody's crying out for a remake or or yeah. another one, so Get in there again. It's 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 not an outstanding week, but it's not a it's not a poor week. It's 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 mediocre. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Mark, you just came in, but we're talking about like the GeForce Now news and the ten games was added to the platform. What's your take on those games? 
Uh, it was a, another good week, back strong, because I think there was only three or four titles last week, maybe. So, uh, yeah, back up to big... I mean, last week, to be fair, it was like watchdogs and stuff. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so back with like a good selection. Um, Among Us, as Duncan just said, like obviously one of the biggest games. I think that was... It's a good sign that... Because it was by popular demand, basically. Yeah. Um, so as Duncan said, how quickly they can just respond to that. Like people wanted it. They're listening, which is a really good sign for basically any service that they, you know, listen to the needs of their customers. Like, okay, they want it done. And it was a pretty quick turnaround. Yeah. Um, and I think probably the same thing as I think uh, actually you said, Ace. Um, there's two get well, two betas on there, which is quite strange. I don't I can't remember a time where we've seen that before. They do a lot of day and day re- uh, day and date releases, but betas I don't remember seeing too many before. But yeah. so Worms Rumbles <clears throat> open beta this weekend, so it's technically like there's two free ones on the list because it's open beta. You can you can jump into that. And I think you had said uh, Naraka Blade Point is yeah. a closed beta, and I'd honestly never heard of it either until I saw it on this list. I was like what is that looked it up and it's actually really impressive and i've now yeah. applied for the closed beta because it looks super interesting right it kind of reminded me of Sekiro, which i've been playing yeah at. like yeah. online Sekiro, basically yeah with uh yeah with the the movement in it just looks amazing with the grappling yeah. wall running climbing um hanging off stuff yeah it looks really good yeah it almost feels like tenchu as well it's like a combination of both Sekiro and tenchu yeah that game definitely Stood out to me this week for sure. Cool, cool. How about you, Chief? What's your take on the GeForce Now news for this week? So, yeah, I thought it was a good week again. Ten games, you can't knock it. Um, the fact that two closed betas or two betas are coming is a great milestone, I think, for GeForce Now because that means that they are starting to allow people to start using the service ahead of the full release. So it's kind of look what's coming when the game releases and also have a go like, during the beta stage. So I think that's quite a good thing. Yeah, I just wish they weren't US only. Yeah, if they could make them Europe-wide, that'd be nice. Um, yeah, that Naraka blade point, you know, it was only when you pointed it out from your news vid on Thursday that I went and had a look and I was like, holy crap, that's actually really cool. So the fact that they're bringing the attention to some of these games, I think is also a great milestone for GeForce Now because just by that game coming to GeForce Now, suddenly a lot more of us know about it and we're going to go and probably go and buy that game now because it looks awesome. So, but just to touch on the the elephant in the room of Among Us, I actually play Among Us on my phone because it's quick and easy and it's a, a really easy game to just jump into as a little time killer. But the ads... And the fact that it isn't linked to my PC account, which is the one that I, I purchased it on Steam, annoys the hell out of me. So the stuff that I've unlocked and the my accessories and stuff that I've got on Steam, I can't play on my phone. And at the end of every round on your phone, you get an unskippable ad for like 20 seconds or so. So the fact that I can now just play it on GeForce Now and have the same version of my Steam and have those accessories and no ads is actually a, a huge bonus. So I think actually what they've done there is really cool because that means that everybody who gets annoyed with those in-app purchases and adverts on mobile can now you know, circumvent it with GeForce Now. So 
you showing Naraka Blade Point. The quality doesn't look fantastic here. It doesn't, but just to give you guys a, a view of what this game actually looks like. But yeah, it's not the greatest quality. But yeah, just thought I'll showcase it a little bit. But StreamYard for you. Um, but yeah, Chief didn't want to cut you out, but keep going. No, uh, that's pretty much it, really. Um, but yeah, after seeing this, I think I might actually uh, purchase the game. I think. You can apply for the closed beta mark, but from what I read, it was uh, America only. But uh, I'll certainly be looking for this when it releases. Cool, cool. Uh, yeah, for me, I think, again, this was a pretty decent week. I mean, we were talking about, like, where the hell was the Epic free game for last week, right? So it's, again, good to see that coming back for the GeForce Now platform this week. And again, last week, I think like Mark was saying, they want to focus heavily on watchdogs, right? And so this week, they gave us 10 games. I mean, no killer AAA games, but I feel like the games were good enough, right? They were things for pretty much everyone. I mean, you got Chief and Holtz excited to, to play a warm, you know? So again, just stuff for everyone. So pretty decent week overall for GFUS now, right? So. If I'm missing anything, did I cover everyone in the panel? If I didn't speak, yeah, I'll just actually also back up and um, jump with hopes that Worms open beta for Rumble. I was, I think I said to Ace earlier this week, Worms, new Worms. I've got to play this. Yeah, I think I've played every you, single Worms game previously. Yeah. So a new the Worms map, Rumble game looks awesome. The maps absolutely love, look lovely, and just to have that chaos battle royale, first two players, and just go up vertical across like these two D, three D esque maps. Just absolutely, I can spend my time with this game all on mobile, and it's a shame that it's not here and I can't play it. Yeah. Now you guys, are one thing. So, so one thing I wanted to call out, because I don't jump into GeForce now every week. Obviously, I see the list, have a look at the games, sync up my library, but I don't often jump into a game <clears throat> on it. And uh, Chief has called me out before because I'm not on the Founders <laughs> tier. I, I just use the free one. <laughs> yeah. um, so I don't know how many of you experience the free tier. And uh, obviously, like I said, I haven't jumped in a long, in a long time. Last time I did, it was pretty quick, you know, get connected to one of the, the free servers. Uh, I tried it today, and I got queued up for 39 minutes. Damn. And it wasn't just like a, a blip. Like, I, I left it open while I was doing other things, and it legit was counting down from 39 minutes for a, for a free tier. Now, is it that, again, it's kind of exploded with popularity? If so, it's probably great. Is it, you know, something on their side, a lack of free server tiers? They're focusing on uh, on founders tier is it we're in lockdown again in a lot of places so it's kind of exploded but yeah i just wanted to to call that out yeah has that ever happened to you before you experienced that wait time only in its uh like initial launch into mm. official um mm. i think we saw time speak uh the the times kind of peak like that but not even even to that i don't think i've seen it at like 39 minutes before mm. that's interesting we see people on our Discord mainly about the wait times quite often. So I think it is a mix of what game you're playing and some others. And I just wanted to correct. I think I said that the Worms Rumble was open beta US only. It's not. Oh. I, it was just that it only starts the day. So it is available on Steam now. Yeah. Good to know. And thanks for clarifying that. All right. We're going to get into Stadia News. And just want to say shout out 
tickets to Google Stadia um, because again they didn't give us again in, info like they normally do every Tuesday, but they came through. I believe it was Thursday with the Stadia news, and I feel personally Stadia is another um, platform that I think have been quite consistent with the delivery. Right, they missed Tuesday, but again they give us news on Thursday, and it's pretty decent news. We got. Four games releasing for the platform this week. This one thing I'm sure you guys on the panel are going to speak about, uh, which is the delivery of a feature that have been requested by a lot of us here. And we'll get to that, which is Family Share, right? But four games, we have Family Share. And then we have another free-to-play weekend game, which is F1. And I think some of you guys on the panel have already talked about that. I think it was you, Holtz, you said you were playing that. But let's talk about the news for Google Stadia this week. Let's talk about the games first, the four games, and then we'll get to Family Share and also F1. But people in the panel, these four games, do they catch your interest? Have you guys purchased or played any of them? The games are Little Big Workshop, Every in the Secret of Seasons, and then we have Far Cry 5 and Far Cry New Dawn. So to get started on this, Jerry, what's your take on the four games that was released for Stadia this week? All right. <clears throat> so before I, I say that, kind of what Mark was saying about the GeForce Now thing, but this also goes into Stadia. I finally had a real-life friend ask about cloud gaming because, as you guys know, it, we're still building popularity, and I have no real-life friends that want anything to do with it. But he finally did ask about it. He's been watching a ton of my videos. He watches you guys as well. And... He's like, get me Stadia, get me hooked up on GeForce Now. I'm trying these out. So he spent the day, he played Stadia, he played GeForce Now. He bought the six-month founders for GeForce Now after about an hour of trying it. And um, he won't be continuing with Stadia. Stadia. But um, that's only because of player base on Destiny, because he's a huge Destiny streamer and player. That's one of his big reasons why. Um, And also because all of his PC purchases are not... He's not going to buy games again and segregate what he does because he's also already a huge PC player with Steam and Game Pass and all that. Right. So if for him, just GeForce Now made a lot of sense, and I think for a lot of people yeah. it is. So the popularity, that service, I think it's growing a lot faster than a lot of people realize. Yeah. Um, but still, he did say Stadia looked gorgeous. Like the experience was there. It just isn't the service that's going to do what he needs it to do. So it's right. something for everybody. Um the games, the only one I messed with, and it is the newest video, I don't know if you guys saw, is just Far Cry 5 yeah. uh, running on Stadia, running on GeForce Now. And the reason I made that video is because I was absolutely impressed by how well Stadia runs Far Cry 5. Really? Usually I'm the first one to jump on them and say, it hiccups, it has problems, it's running on medium settings, and you know, I, and I'll come up with all this stuff. Absolutely not. I was running GeForce Now, almost maxed out settings in that video compared to what Stadia looks like. And people are having trouble finding any difference. Wow. And it just ran really good. So I've actually been just messing with Far Cry 5 on there. I have not tried any of the other games. But I was happy to see F1 2020 as a free-to-play weekend. That is a great game. And it runs really good on Stadia. And if you have that up to a 4K TV, it's absolutely gorgeous as well. So I think they might actually get some sales out of that one with the free weekend for that game. But yeah, nice. that's what's going on. Cool, cool. How about you, Mark? What's your take on these four games released for GeForce Now for this week. I mean, for Stadia for this week. 
uh yeah i think it was a, a good combination to see the our first kind of drop of ubisoft games with uh far cry 5 and, and new dawn was probably a good one to to kick them off um and the fact that within the same time they came out and immediately went on the pro sale as well the pro sale yeah. uh prices for for those in particular i thought were really good what did we have like uh 1949 and 70 something like that yeah so the the deals for them were were pretty good i do own both of them already so didn't pick them up um ari in the secret season looks kind of interesting to me for an kind of action adventure game but the price is too high yeah uh for what i wouldn't you're creeping into triple a territory <laughs> um that is a price it, it is everywhere i've just kind of had a look steam playstation is you know that's how much the game costs it and across the board i think is a little bit too much uh i am gonna make a bet now with the price of little big workshop if you don't pick it up you probably <laughs> won't be sad because it will probably come to pro by the end of the year <laughs> Uh, maybe start of next year. Uh, I think yeah. we'll probably see that as a pro game. How um, do you know these things? Along right. with the rhyme. <laughs> yeah. Educate. We were educated enough to to be able to. I mean, with their limit, like we said, with the limited library, they can only give away so many games per yeah. month. I mean, what they're up to a hundred now, though, right? Yeah, hundred, which is still pretty good. I know they had estimated that they wanted to be at one twenty, but it's you know a funny year. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I did just jump into uh, F1 2020. It does run beautifully. It does look great. Um, it's not for me. I've never watched F1 before and never played an F1 game. I was playing it on stream and I said, how many laps are in an F1 race? And somebody was like, 10. I was like, 10? Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I got kind of bored. <laughs> yeah, it's it's long, man. The races are definitely long, but good game, though, for those yeah. people who are in it. Sure. Looks good, runs good. That you know, for my review, that was uh, that was enough for me. But in terms of actual uh, game content, it was not one for me. Yeah, good point. Good Full point. race is seventy-one, by the way. Say what? Full Formula One race is seventy-one laps. Holy crap! I'd be thankful it's any ten. Are you serious? Insane, insane. But again, some people love it. Let's get into Holtz. What, what's your take on these four games? Man? Well, my educated guess, and I did say it on previous podcasts, that Formula 1 2020 this month would actually go on sale. So when I seen that, I was like, yes, that's <laughs> right. And I do actually think this game's going to be a pro game in February. I'm calling Ooh. it now. So when, wow. I actually see, when I actually seen that they're free to play, I was like, oh, yeah. Everyone seems to like playing grid, so everyone's going to get behind Formula 1. 2020. So I dived in it and I really enjoy it. And I once again I'll still say it absolutely looks gorgeous. It plays really amazing on Stadia. But with me, I was getting a bit fatigued a bit because you, yeah, if you really like management, like football manager sims or you like all this stuff, you have to develop your skills, you, you buy your teammates, research and development, build your facilities up, which at first was great. But then I started getting fatigued by going, I yeah. just want to race. And then every time I was doing errors, I was like, there's another find. I have to do this. I have to tune that. So to me, I just felt like I just wanted to have a quick game or something, but it's so long. I mean, I understand you can prioritize how big you want the races. But for someone who really likes F1, loves management, then that'll be a great play yeah. for them. I really wanted Ari in the Secret of the Seasons. I was banging on for it for a few months. But because of the initial platforms and glitches on, you know, yeah, a few glitches. I saw our waiter 
to actually see what other people said. So I watched you ace play it, and I thought, yes, he's enjoying it. I'm definitely going to buy it. Yeah. Then I seen Jem Stadia player, and he actually fell through the floor a few times. And I was <laughs> like, I was like, okay, so I want to pick it up, but I can't justify if I yeah. see a glitch just before Falala. So I was like, okay, I'm going to sit on that one for about a week. Yeah. And a game that I also wanted to play was Little Big Workshop. Because I loved like games like Theme Hospital, where like you sort of manage like the environment and you, you sort of do certain stuff, and it looked really enjoyable. Just to have a quick bit of fun, but like I said, I did actually feel a bit hesitant because I was like, I'm going to be playing Watch Dogs, and by the time Watch Dogs and Valhalla and Immortals coming up the next four or five weeks, and I thought by the time I played them, I could wait, and this could be a pro game. So exactly. I'm actually going to sit on that a little bit. But I would recommend if people like these type of games and they don't want to sit on them. That's three games that you could, you you must dive in as well. True. No, good point with Valhalla coming out next week. Didn't even think of that. But yeah, I mean, when I was playing this game, I think I gave you a shout out. It's like this looks like a game that'll be up your alley all it's in. Um, but yeah, I didn't know Jim ran into some glitches issues, but mm -hmm. yeah. He was okay. falling. He was running up a flight of stairs and just kept on falling down the stairs oh, onto wow. another one. And he actually said, "Is this a game mechanic?" And then he went, "No, it's a glitch." And I was like, "Because I've seen them before on PlayStation and Switch, yeah. I thought maybe the developers need a little bit more time to patch it and fix it for stage." And I was like, "I'm not going to waste my time right. being a tester." I was like, "Right, Mark, you make a good point by the price, right? This is creeping up to AAA territory, and knowing this, you know, AAA gig coming out next week." And knowing that this can potentially be a pro game of doing sales, probably good to wait on it, I would say, for sure. But good point. How about you, Duncan? What's your take on these four games coming to the stadium? Everybody's going, oh, so positive, oh, so positive. <laughs> uh, Far Cry, both the Far Cries, I, I, I'm not picking them up, 30 FPS. Um, this now, uh, I'm not picking them up. And you, you play, uh, sorry, sorry, you have to get this right. Ubisoft Plus coming, not a mission. And I've heard a uh, lot of people having issues with the games as well as, as they've got further into them. Uh, there's some, it hasn't been getting great reviews. It's, or I would say it's been getting mixed reviews on how they are. I'm not touching them. Uh, the two games which were released, they've got pro uh, game roped all over both of them. Not picking that game up, the area in Secret of the Seasons, because of the price. Little Big Workshop, that's a pro game. It's just when that's going to be a pro game. F1, brilliant, it's on offer there as a free-to-play weekend, except it's not free-to-play for everybody. They've locked behind pro. They opened up the demos to everybody, but now no... We're hiding this away behind Pro again. There just seems to be no consistency there. Why could they open it up for the demos to absolutely everybody? And they could have opened this up and they could have got a massive audience in for it because of all the esports going on. Because if you're not following uh, Twitch and the F1 Twitter account, they are absolutely banging these out. There's like esports nearly every single day and they bring in the F1 drivers to take part as well. And uh, I, I thought it was uh, a mixed <laughs> week. It's good that the games have came onto the service, but uh, I'm just okay. I'm okay. not convinced. Yeah, I, I, 
I'm waiting for that week that you will be completely like blown away by Stadia. That's why I was like smiling the whole time. I think that week is going to come. Um, but yeah, I hearing you say all that, I, I do feel, right? These games, like we've always said, they're not games that are mind-blowing or going to blow you away. They're mediocre games. Uh, it, it makes sense, but I'm still waiting. I think people on the, on the shadow... <laughs> They wait in as well, but see, here's the thing: if Among Us was dropped on the Stadia, it would have been like the second coming for a lot right. of people in the Stadia right. community. I feel because it was it's an absolutely massive game. I I just think it was if this was GeForce now releasing these games, we would be yeah. saying it's a it's an okay sort of week, but because it's Stadia, Stadia is. Our expectations are on the floor for Stadia each week, and if they meet or exceed them, we they get a lot of uh, yeah. praise. So, uh, again, I think expectations are different for Stadia right. than they are for sure. all the different sure. sort of platforms. Good point. Good point. What's your take on this, Ben? Four games. Um, yeah, it was... It was a pretty good week for Stadia. I mean, they failed terribly with the family sharing and trying to publicize that a little bit <laughs> and trying to get that going. I heard I heard Chief struggling so much. I never hear Chief swear. <laughs> I heard so much in our Discord this week. Um, just trying to get that set up. I have a family share account that's already set up, so for me it wasn't too bad. But um, yeah, the, as far as the games go, um, Far Cry Five looks awesome. But I've I've been playing. I tried to play that on GeForce Now a little bit through uh, the Ubisoft Plus. Um, I I don't have Pro anymore, so I can't play F One this weekend. Um, maybe I'll buy it when it goes on sale. Um, but we'll, we'll we'll see. Okay. Okay. So any of these games catch your interest are you gonna like pick i know you don't have pro right so that would mean like you have to buy it full price would you any of these games like catch your interest to purchase um i i would purchase far cry um but i don't have to because of ubisoft plus <laughs> exactly there you go Cool, cool. A lot of people are saying they wanted Ubisoft Plus, but on my friends list, I probably count about 16 people playing Far Cry 5 this week. And I thought to myself, it must have been the great entry price why everyone's playing it. Yeah, yeah. What was it? Eleven ninety nine? How much was yeah. it? I think it was like £13. 13, okay. It was bizarre. 13 points something. A few yeah, pennies. It was yeah. like 17 if you didn't have Pro. So that was still a good price even if yeah. you didn't have Pro. It's a good price for it, definitely. Um, yeah, and I hold you right. I think that's why a lot of people hopped on it for sure. So I think with those stadiums, there's actually a sweet price that we actually like to just sort of experiment <laughs> with. So I think it's roughly about the ten to eighteen. Yeah, I mean, Division uh, two for nine ninety nine. I mean, that was once a thin, and you saw a lot of people hop on that. Like yeah, the, the, the crew, the crew was roughly the same price as well. Yeah. That one cheap as well. So yeah, yeah. true. True. Mark, did we talk to you about this? Okay, so with the chief, we haven't talked to you yet, right? What's he tell? I, I see this <laughs> the, the evil smile coming. Go ahead, chief. What do you got for us? Well, you know, I'm definitely not picking up Far Cry anything Ubisoft on Sadia until that Ubisoft Plus comes, because 
I'm paying that subscription, so I'll play it quite happily elsewhere. But also Far Cry 5. Yeah, Far Cry 6 is around the corner. Uh, so is Valhalla, and it's just after Watchdog Legion. So it definitely wasn't on my playlist. I might have a look at it at some stage, but uh, not massively fussed with it. Uh, I'm not going to let it slide this week. Stadia not doing its Tuesday announcement and not saying that it's going to be delayed. Come on, Stadia, just get a new marketing team. I'm getting really, really frustrated with everything to do with Stadia's marketing right now. And the fact that, you know, we'll talk about Family Share in a minute, but they can't even consistently do a weekly community blog. So it, uh, uh, more, I, I, can, I can maybe tell you what's probably going on behind the scenes there. They... Uh, no, it's uh, I, I know from previous experience I've actually talked to some people behind the scenes there, it was probably came from Google that they weren't allowed to talk Tuesday and Wednesday because of the presidential election yeah. I, would, I would be I would be 99% sure that is the reason why just due to prior events yeah. mm-hmm. But it's not the first time that they've just missed a Tuesday with radio silence and then either done it Wednesday or just not done anything at all. So it's just, again, no communication from the Stadia team as far as regular announcements or any announcements. And then I know we're going to come on to it, but I, I have to mention it. They announced these games. They announced all the other stuff. Didn't announce family sharing. That was kind of spoiled beforehand by 9to5Google and Android Police. And then they just tweeted it or just put it on Reddit, literally minutes after their community post. So. It was worse than that. It was not, They didn't even announce it. They just, family shares here, here's click into the frequently asked questions. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I know we'll come on to that. But as far as the games go, yeah, after Watchdog Legions uh, last week, we got Valhalla next week. I don't think any of these games were going to get much attention. And the fact Arai, like you said, and Little Big Workshop, which I keep even forgetting about, was even released, they're going to be pro games, right? The only big thing that I thought was pretty cool was the free-to-play Formula 1. But again, I'm on the same line with Duncan, the fact that they've just had a week of three demos open to everyone. And then they go, hey... Formula One is free to play for pro only. It's like, did you not learn anything from all the press that you just got from the previous week? Why not just allow it to be free to play for everyone? And they're going to get more people subscribing or more people buying Formula One. So I just feel that I've really had enough of Stadia's marketing team right now. And if they don't sort something else soon, then I'm never going to be able to say anything good about it because they just seem to make stupid mistakes week after week after week. And I just can't forgive it anymore. I've defended them to no end and I can't do it anymore. So they need to sort out their marketing team, but we'll see what next week brings. Yeah. So here's what I think they should do. I think they should just hire 9 to 5 to break news for them because they seem to be breaking news faster than the Stadia PR team does. In a way, shots fired. All right, let's keep moving, though. Um, we have other things to talk about with Google Stadia, some of them uh, being the family share feature. Again, 
the way this was uh, delivered and presented, I I will let you guys get to it, but I'm I'm sure I know what you guys are going to say about it. But also the process of setting it up, you hear some people on Reddit talking about how complicated the process is. So just want to talk about that. Want to talk about the experience. Have you guys actually tried this? Me personally, I haven't yet, so I can't say too much about it. But just want to hear from you guys on the panel if you guys have tried this yet. So to start. I want to go with Holtz because I know this has been his his dream, right? How has this experience been for you, sir? Well, I give Stadia a year to actually bring it out. I was saying if you take more than a year, I'm going to flip on them. But when he actually when I actually got the news, they didn't announce news. When I actually got news, I was like, yes, finally. So I ran off to test some games, and I am so happy at playing it. But at first, when I got the news, I opened my Stadia app. I was like, okay, I'm going to activate family sharing on the app but every time i tried to activate it on the app it was saying to me go to the web browser and do it that way and i was like oh that's strange so i had to boot my pc up go to stadium on the browser click activate and and then now on the um the app i can actually manage the games and the options so i thought that was a bit weird that it wasn't fully integrated in the app but anyway when it was solved I actually started doing some testing and I actually got four streams around the house, different games playing on it. And I thought that was amazing. So initially at first with game uh, with family sharing, I thought I could share two game, uh, one game over two members. That's what I initially wanted. Same like Xbox and PlayStation switch. But then when they announced that it was tied to the Google ecosystem where you can have six members, I thought to myself, this is going to be really beneficial for me because due to work commitments and family commitments and school times, not everyone's playing the same game at the same time. So I thought to myself, this is a great way to have one member with a friend play local co-op on one telly, me on a PC playing another game, someone in the other room playing another game, someone in a friend's house playing another game. And I thought, this is actually amazing playing six games of a library. And because I've got such a big library, it's going to be very overwhelming for especially new people that want to join Stadia. It's actually, if I said to my younger family members, do you want to play these games? They'd be so overwhelmed by it. And it won't restrict me. Sorry, it won't restrict me actually playing games as well. So I'll still be able to play Valhalla, switch off family sharing, but they'll still have access to them over 81 games that I've got. So I'm glad it's actually finally here and I've had a great experience. And there was a time where, because I've pre-ordered Destiny um, Beyond Light, I actually got two streams, two members to play Destiny base at the same time in 4K HDR. So it looks like the Pro is actually shared between all the members. So I was like, okay, two 4K HDR streams in my house. And then when I actually tried Farm Simulator, because Chief was mentioning it, that ran two streams, two two streams, two members, one game. And then I realized, because we got given Farm Simulator first as a base, and then they give us the Platinum Edition, I thought to myself, this must work, where you can have multiple members, as long as if you buy upgrades, and it actually says, bought with you know, when you buy an upgrade and access includes base. So I'm thinking Elder Scrolls will work, Destiny and Farm Simulator at the moment where you can have two people play the same game. So it looks like there's certain loopholes and there's family sharing, but I have to do more testing. Hmm. Yeah, again, having tested this out, so I'm learning from you guys based on your experience with it, but that's that's interesting. How about you, Jerry? Have you tried family sharing the stadia? So I'm with you, Ace. I haven't, 
I haven't gotten into family sharing with Stadia, and I don't have a lot of, of use for it like everybody else does. Um, so I'm not going to spend much time talking about it. I'm really interested to hear about the experience of everyone that actually did go through setting it up, especially after reading our Discord the past couple of days. Um, but I will say it gets frustrating because I've seen other people as well talking about this. It's very frustrating that features come out. And as users who pay for the service, you're going and testing to find out what that feature allows you to do. Those kind of things just are frustrating. And that is not a good user experience. I, they just kind of like surprise roll stuff out. And then they're like, you figure out how it works. And then everybody gets frustrated trying to make it happen. Didn't work on the app. Go to the browser. Which games are supported? How many streams? This kind of stuff should be very clear from up front. But that's all I'll really say on that. I'd like to hear from everybody else that actually set it up. Okay. Mark, did you try this yet? Uh, I didn't because I, I haven't really got anybody who's uh, clamoring at me to get in on Stadia. So, um, but yeah, I, I'm probably just mirroring a lot of other people's views on this the announcement, obviously, just or lack thereof. I kind of, kind of, we come to accept these kind of, or expect this kind of thing from them now, but uh, especially what. Um, what Holtz was just saying in terms of, I think this game might work with two people and possibly these ones, but I'll have to experiment to find out. And the reason why is because their FAQs, which I did read through, there is one line about this, about their restrictions, which is, uh, and all it says is, you know, two you or more than one user can play at the same time. If they're playing different games and they can't play the same game. And, and the only thing they state is unless both of them have purchased it individually, okay? Or it's a pro game, and they're both pro subscribers, possibly. Yeah, I think is my. And again, that's me guessing because yeah. they haven't really spelled it out very well. So that's um, so yeah. I mean, I the the way I summed it up is that it's kind of good news, bad news. It's good that if one like the primary subscriber is the pro subscriber it shares across the entire uh, family group. That's something I wouldn't really expect with, with Google. Uh, I kind of would have expected them to like, I don't know, add something on top for all other members to get access to it instead of just having it roll across the group. So I was surprised by that, that, you know, I'll give them their dues for that. That's, that was a good move, but it's just this one user at a time thing, because the point I made is if you have a look at the, stadia library because of a lot of the developers are these smaller india uh indie kind of titles which are more focused on the co-op couch party style kind of games they have geared themselves towards those kind of group co-op games and they've now introduced a feature so that you can play as a group and restricted you from playing games together so it's just like a move against themselves really hmm hmm True. But I was oh, going to say, yeah. also, I bought Grid. I've bought Grid, but another account member had Grid Proclaim. So I assume because I've had other games played two together, I would have thought Grid would have worked in the same logic, but that didn't either. So I, I don't know what's going on. Like I said, it's just guessing to see yeah. actually which one works. And is it is it purchase-based? Is it sharing-based? Is it active users or pro members? Should I say? Yeah, again, the fact that we sitting here having to guess what works, what doesn't work, I believe is an issue, and that could have easily been addressed, right, with more information, the FAQs. But, Duncan, what's your take on this, man? 
Stadia can't, can't even organise a piss-up in the Fippin' Brewery. They're just absolutely awful of organising this. They panicked and just put that thing in there. It's a complete mess. And it's when you actually go into it, as everybody has been saying there, it is an absolutely confusing mess as well. They just don't seem to... <laughs> They take they took uh, two steps forward this week. I'm going to say we're getting family sure right here, but they've taken up one step back just the way they've presented it and they've actually explained it. It's it's just it's just so frustrating. And no, I haven't set it up this yet either. To be honest, couldn't be bothered. <laughs> it's just because uh, uh, no no one's playing Stadia because uh, the. No one wants to play the pro games that we have. They're going to play it on their other stuff. There's just no... The games are just not there. And the kids don't want to play Farming Simulator. They don't want to play Destiny. They don't want to play... I'm just trying to think of all these pro grid. They want to just jump into Fortnite and Call of Duty and all, just the normal kid games and do like FIFAs and everything like that. So there is no big urgency for me to actually go and get this all hooked up and holds. <laughs> now, I was thinking, right, why my younger family members actually do play Stadia is because they're since birth and after the last few years they've already been investors into the google ecosystem so they know what it's like to use youtube premium they know how to use the googles to cast stuff they know how to use i usually buy the videos on google play so they they used to they know actually only one person can watch a movie at the time so they now know only you can play one game at a time so because they're used to the google infrastructure i think that's why my younger family members and myself is actually playing these stadia games so for them Google's done it right. They want you to be tied into the ecosystem by saying, look, this is what we can all offer as a family unit if you join Stadia. Um, Google, should I say. Interesting. Yeah, I'm Interesting. in the same boat as, as Holtz. I've, I've been using family sharing for like three, four years now. So I'm, I'm used to, you know, Google Play Movies or Google TV now as they've rebranded. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all, all that stuff. I'm used to sharing, you know, the app store or the Google play store games with my family members. So, you know, just that, that kind of thing made it a lot easier for me to get into family sharing. But if you're, if you're an iPhone person or you're, you're somebody that's not used to it, it, it is a little bit of a mess to get in. Yeah. 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 I'm an iPhone. We're, we're all Apple here. And uh, yeah, we've got all the, the sharing and that. I've got a strange suspicion that I have already got this set up anyway, but, Again, we're not we're not planning Stadia that much at this moment in time. They do it. We're only jumping in when we're doing our play alongs and other bits and bobs. My Stadia use over the last couple of months has just plummeted. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting take. Ben, did you have more to add to that? Or we're gonna check in with you about family share next. I, I think I've talked enough about family okay. sharing. <laughs> talked about it earlier too. Okay. So I'll just be honest with you guys. One, and Chief will get to you right after this, but one of the reasons why I've been a little hesitant to set it up is because of how complicated the process sounds, right? Just hearing from Chief, hearing from other people on Reddit, and just not having time this week to mess around with anything else that's not important. Like that has been a thing that I'm just like, yeah, I don't know if I should get into but I want to hear from you, Chief. How has your experience been with family sharing setting it up? 
Uh, awful, <laughs> quite simply. Uh, I read the FAQ. I had to switch between three different family sites to actually get this to set up. Um, I have half my services and software through Google. I'm an iPhone user primarily, but I have YouTube Premium, I have Gmail, I have Docs, you know, I have a lot of Google Drive stuff. So I use quite a lot of Google products and my payment profiles are all set up. You know, all the premium stuff's all set up. However, it wasn't set up in the right way. So I had to go and set up a payments profile. Well, I had to go and assign a payments profile to family once I'd created mm. it. And I had to go in, but I had to create the family share through play. So I couldn't do it through the payments profile in the normal family's place. I had to then go onto the Google Play Store and create another play uh, family sharing account, which is there that I assigned the payments profile, which wasn't very clear originally. Um, but once I'd done that, I could then assign the family in Stadia. But point that Holtz has kind of skipped over here and that a lot of people have also missed is that you then have to create each person's account with preferences in the Stadia family system. So you have to go and answer a basic questionnaire about what they can and can't see on Stadia because it's a because I've got kids accounts, so they're family managed accounts. And then you can share. So what they've got well here is the cap. So I can I've assigned I've got quite young kids, so I've just assigned them both uh, seven and above only games. So I've shared my entire Stadia library, but they can only access any games that are rated seven or below. So unlucky for them, they can't play the crew two anymore. But um, they get all the other games. The big annoyance that I had with this is that for, even though I've said they can have all seven rated games and that's shared with my pro subscription, every, every first attempt of them playing the game has to be authorised. So I end up doing this in bulk because I couldn't be asked every time they wanted to play a game it, me getting a notification for me to go hunt down an email to then go and click and open it. So I just bulk, like, requested every single game, which was, I think, about 12 games around that for all pro, and found that it doesn't work on your phone. <laughs> so you open the request on your phone, it opens a website which isn't mobile optimized. You can't actually get to the buttons, even if you request desktop mode. You can't get to the buttons. Now, I managed to fiddle it in Safari by reducing the text size to about 25% to bring the button onto the screen. But it's just an awful experience. How does that not open in the Stadia app to just go approve? And why, if I pre-approved a whole set of age ratings, do I have to approve each first run of the game? It just seems bizarre. So they've got like, the permission set right. And I guess if you just shared your entire library and you get a request for Dead by Daylight from your seven-year-old, you're going to go, and no. But you wouldn't have done that in the first place because you don't want them to even attempt to run those games. So they've got excessive controls in place, but just setting it up in the first place is an utter ball ache. And if you've got more than... You know, if I would have shared my entire library... Either they've got to wait and remind me every time they want to play a game to go and approve it, or you've got to sit there for half an hour approving games. It's just a really weird model in my book. But the fact that one pro subscription for up to five family members 
makes Pro a much better deal if you they are the right games. And you know, but the whole one person playing has already bitten me in the ass twice because they both wanted to play Grid. Grid's a multiplayer game, but it's only online. Therefore, they couldn't play Grid together. And Ember, they both wanted to play Ember, but they couldn't because that one's restricted. Um, and I had one crying over it because he was watching the other one play Ember. I was like, I want to play, I want to play. And obviously, as soon as he launched it, he went, somebody else is playing the game. He's like, but I want to play. And it's like, oh, for goodness sake. So they kind of half got it right. and But the other thing that I really don't get is it kind of almost begs the other family members to subscribe to Pro. It's got a massive Pro thing up in the top right. But if your Pro subscription is shared across your family, why the hell would you want to buy Pro on any of the other family accounts? It just doesn't seem to make sense. So yay, family sharing, but boo, shitty delivery once again. <laughs> So, again, haven't tried this yet. So you're saying that if you do the family sharing and you have a family member who, okay, who doesn't have pro, are you saying that they, you guys cannot play the same single play game together? Correct. So it's one at a time. So if I'm yeah, playing it... You can only play one game. So if you both want to play grid, tough. That sucks. Yeah, one of you can play grid, one of you can play Ember. That sucks. Huh. See, it's the problem, isn't it? Because kids oh. don't usually want to play together <laughs> any other time, and then when they're restricted, they want to play yep. grid. Yeah, and, and it's like, it's like to me, if I was family sharing, and I said to people, "Okay, you're all part of my family now," and I've got Watchdogs, I've got Valhalla, I've got Immortals, I've got all these games. Do you think we're all going to fight after all the same game? I'll be like, if someone's playing Valhalla, I'll be like, I'm going to play Watchdogs. Yeah, I'll play Immortals. I'll go some. I'm going to play Cyberpunk. I'll go somewhere else. Yeah. But that's then, not how kids do. Kids yeah. want to do what their sibling is doing, right? So one person's playing, you know, Steam World, and your your other son is going to want to, or daughter's going to want to play Steam World too. So that's a problem. It's a problem. Wow. And that's why maybe well, I said this last week. Maybe they should up the where we got like YouTube family, YouTube premium family. We got we got this. Maybe they should offer a few more dollars, a few more pounds, offer Stadia Pro family. And then that'll, that'll yeah, solve all that issue. If the two pros does it, that might be a good reason to have pro on a second family account. Mm. But having, but that only being the benefit of having multiple pros, you, then you're paying £10 just for the privilege of both being able to play the same game at once. It doesn't make sense because it seems like such good value having one pro subscription across the whole family then suddenly say oh if two of us or three of us all want to play the same game i've then got to stump up another 10 or 20 pounds it just doesn't seem right Hmm. so yeah having a an in-between where maybe another five pound gives you the ability to both play at the same time or something would be a much better kind of like how spotify does it with their family yeah 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 and then then netflix does it doesn't it you get your base netflix and the more money you up you get more screens better quality so maybe google do something like that Interesting. Huh. I I think with this, though, something that they can update, right? This is not the final, hopefully, right? They can make changes, I'm assuming, and make it a little better in the future. That's what I'm hoping with family sharing the stadia. Right? 
Um, so let's move into, I don't know if we, I guess we'll do this quickly. Uh, F1 being a free game to test out Stadia for pro members. Again, uh, Chief, I think you touched on this uh, about two weeks ago. They had the three-day event where pretty much you got to check out Stadia demos for free, right? And again, you saw the beautiful press co- uh, coverage that Stadia got from Immortal Phoenix Rising where all these people were, that were interested in the game got to try the game for free on Stadia, and they had nothing but positive things to say. And then to come this week, and they're like, all right, here's a game again that you can play for free, but it's only locked to pro members. I you know, feel like Chief was saying it's kind of like a slap <laughs> in the face of some people. But just want to hear what your take is on this from members of the panel. So to get started, Holtz, what's your take on F1 being a free-to-play game for the weekend. Well, I was actually impressed to see it, to be honest, because it was a game that I really wanted to see how it run on Stadia. And especially, I've mentioned to, to a few people about these games and trials, and they've actually jumped on board. I don't know if they've actually bought Stadia after it, but for these people who actually want to play racing games, and especially Formula 1, it actually gives us a good incentive to actually get you on board Stadia. So I hope there's a lot of people out there that actually tried the game, enjoyed it, bought it, or actually made their own decision afterwards without spending a penny. Okay. But do you think they should open up to people for free instead of keeping locked on the pro? Oh, yeah. They shouldn't have put it behind the pro. It's yeah. actually stupid. We've said this on previous podcasts. We've right. praised Stadia when it's not being locked behind pro. Yeah. So locking it behind pro is taking two steps back. It should be for everyone without putting your card details in. You just click, open in sure. a browser, play, sure. and it'll be more welcome to Stadia. Sure. If you have to jump through hoops to do it, a lot of people are going to say, no, nah, I'll go somewhere else. Yeah. So even though it's you know it's instant play, it's not instant it's, access. Exactly. <laughs> it's I don't, this is a no-brainer to me. It's free marketing. I mean, again, after seeing the success of the demo campaigns, right? This is just free. This is people testing out your service for free and you know getting bought into it because the experience was decent, right? Anyway, I just want to hear from you, Jared. What's your take on F one being free for Stadia this weekend? Yeah, uh, as I mentioned earlier, it's it's great. It's not a game for everybody, but it is a really good game. The huge issue I have with all these free weekend games are the the hiding behind pro situation. They're using the free game to try to sell game instead of using the free game to try to sell the service. And that's just not a good idea. If you're not locking it behind pro, you have a lot better chance of someone saying, wait, I can try F1 free this weekend on Stadia for free. It's not behind pro. They're more likely to go try it and want to sign up for it. Uh, Similar thing that happened with my GeForce story, GeForce Now story earlier. He signed up for the free tier of GeForce, gave that a shot, and within an hour bought the the founder's tier. But he was able to go on and try. Uh, There's so many free games to try, get into his destiny and stuff like that. So hiding things behind pro is not a good idea. You're not going to do as well just trying to sell a few copies of F1 as you are trying to get people to join the service. They need free game player base, so please don't hide free games behind Pro. We need players, not game sales. True. Good point. Good point. Duncan, what's he taking this? I touched on it earlier, and I think everybody else is going on about it. It's just, why are you locking it behind Pro? You've seen what happened a couple of weeks ago with Immortals and all the other games. Free advertising, free everything, good publicity. No, we'll lock it behind Pro, and can't really push it. Again, it's good that they're coming, and it's... 
at this moment in time, Stadia needs as much help as I can get to just get the, the foot in the door. But it, it, it's just really frustrating more than anything, especially what I was talking about earlier, because F1 is actually blowing up with, with the esports sort of field now. And I, I, I would say the F1 people would have been really pushing it, the, the people who make the game Codemasters. And if you didn't hear the news, take care of them. And uh, it's, it's they, they would have, I think they would have thrown a big load of weight behind it to get people on True. board. Mark, what's your take on this F1? Yep, exactly the same. Uh, if they've got anyone there doing any kind of, <laughs> it sounds funny, market research, or even just looking at, they're monitoring their own performance. All they would have to do is, you know, simple analytics, have a look at their signups uh, in the last few weeks based off of their three-day um, free demo event. And if, if the that was a good move and that's what they should absolutely continue to do. And I guarantee those numbers did go up. Player base went up, subscriptions went up after, and then they've completely forgotten about that's it and gone right back to their old ways. Like jumped so much in the, in that one week where people had demos to play. Hmm. And, and it's just crazy. It was a very easy to visualize number. Where we, I think it was like one day you had like 500 people join the Stadia Reddit. Insane insane again like pr anyway chief what's your what's your take on this i don't want to go exactly what i said earlier you know this just get a new marketing team stadia because everybody's telling you every stadia user every stadia founder has been telling you the same thing for the last several months now and you did it you did three days of open demos and everybody went wild for Stadia. People who have been trashing Stadia went and tried it because it was free. They had absolutely nothing to lose and it worked and they're happy and they're loads of converts. And then Formula One comes out, which is a huge game where, again, you could get loads of people converted from the right, racing sims. Racing sims is absolutely huge. I never really got into it, but I know people who spend thousands of pounds on gaming chairs vr sets and everything just to play racing games because they want the full immersive experience and they could have done that with formula one like i said it's very easy to get people to promote formula one but you know stadia is stadia and they just decided to lock it behind pro again and cover their ears and go la 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 we know what we're doing just to add into what Chief was saying there, there's actually a pretty, uh, I'm not going to say a massive sort of uh, group of people doing that, but there is a Stadia Racing League, yeah. which has races every single week, and they do full setups all week. They have race weekends yeah. where they do qualifying and absolutely everything. And after playing the, the F1, I can absolutely see why. This, this could have been something really big for them. And... Again, it's just frustrating. I was just added into what Chief was saying about the community aspect of this. Yeah. Well, so, I've just run into something because I'm confused now. So my family members can actually play pro claim games, but my family members can't actually play Formula One pro free weekend. They can't. So they can't. I just checked it then. They actually can't play the free to play, even though they're sort of sharing pro features. Ah. Huh. 
that's right. It's because you're playing it. Only one person can play it anyway. So no, I'm so I'm not playing it now. So I had to switch to a different family member and try to actually play the free to play Formula One, and it won't let me. It actually says bye. That is all over the place. So it's sharing pro features with family members and pro games, but it won't let you play free to play, even if someone's a pro member. Interesting. Wow. Oh, okay. By the way, my brother-in-law discovered a, a glitch with Stadia. When you try and sign up on your computer, it tries to force you to get pro. There is no skip trial option anymore. They huh. that. So he had to switch to his phone, download the app to be able to skip the pro trial. Which is just ridiculous. So that this they're they're pushing pro in a way that they shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. I wonder why. Um I don't get it. GeForce, how have they not learned? GeForce yeah. now has a free tier which is locked to an hour, and people wait the time in line to play for an hour of a game. And Stadia has the ability to just open it up for demos and nothing else, and yet they don't do it. It's just it's, insane it's interesting. And it's interesting. But... So whether whether or not we'll actually see it, um, I don't know if anyone looked too closely at nine to five Google's APK breakdown, but there was something in there mentioned about the uh, sign up process that would no longer require you to put in credit card information, which is super useful uh, and seems slightly less kind of money grabbing in in that sense because. Uh, you know, if people are like me, then I've got into you know overrun every free trial I've ever taken out because I just forget to to yeah. remind myself to cancel. Um, and that's one of the things that like my initial setup process back when I you know bought the controller and everything and started the free trial. It's something that sticks out to me from my initial setup, first impression with a new service that seemed kind of oh this is a bit kind of daunting that I'm immediately putting in credit card information before I've even tried it, before I've set up and got into it. Yeah. There is this big paywall kind of blocker yeah. in a way. And I, that, maybe that turns people off straight away. The, the, the amount of potential signups they may have missed because people are like, I want to give it a try. They've got to that stage. I'm not doing that. Yeah. And they've backed out. So maybe maybe that will help. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned that because the – the link you can get on your Stadia account to share with a friend that gives you a free month and it gives them a free month, but they have to pay for a month of pro first. So my buddy who tried Stadia and GeForce, I had to like practically give him the $10 to pay for the first month. So he'd get one free. So why can't he just have a free month and I have a free month and maybe you'll keep that person that you don't, it's everything's behind a paywall. Yeah. Like everything so, is pay to try. So yeah. what you need to do is send the link to a family member, cancel your pro, get the family member to buy pro. You get it, and then, then you can play the games at the same time, solve the problem. Oh, man. That's they, hilarious. They need, to, they need to stop advertising free uh, free pro for entering your card. They need to do it more. Sorry, my daughter's trying to talk to me. They need to do it more like um, Xbox Game Pass where you, you pay a dollar for your first month. That's a you good know, then, point. Then at least you have a reason to enter your card instead of saying it's free, but I have to put in my card right away. That's a good point. Yeah, I, I think we're all on the same page with, with this one. Missed opportunity. And yeah, it's really interesting that Stadia is trying to push pro. Um, I honestly, I, I guess that's where they make money for. I didn't think pro would be like the money grabber for, for Google and Stadia, but from the push I'm seeing, I think that is how they plan on making, you know, money on here. 
You can have her say hi if she wants that. Um, you want to say hi? No. No? You don't want to say hi? <laughs> okay. Go back and watch TV. Cute. But yeah, I, again, think we're all preaching the same thing here, right? Yes, uh, just uh, just to say that that is 100% where they're making the money. What do we say every time we've said it here tonight? What have we all said? We're waiting till the game yeah. goes on to pro. We're not, no one is buying games or I really face a very few people are buying games on Stadia. It's a waiting game on Stadia, more or less. There's going to be the, the exception, but the vast majority of the games you're waiting till pro. Yeah. If you're a pro subscriber, yeah. If you're not a pro subscriber, you probably are buying. Yeah, you know, I'm curious to see. Like, well, I know Ben, you are, but I'm curious to see if there are more people out there who are like you, who don't have pro but are comfortable just buying games and stadia to play with free. I wish we had data and that, but I'm curious to. Oh, to you too. You don't have pro. Chief is no. I, no, I've got pro. Okay. No, I mean he's a he's a buyer. I buy games. Oh, he he I buys buy. pros. What? I, I buy pros and I buy yeah. games and I buy. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I always buy my games. So I've got I've got Assassin's Creed ready. I'm going to purchase it to the same. I've got Watch Dogs pre-ordered, so I do actually buy okay. games. A lot of games, full price on actually Stadia, but it's got to be the games that I'm interested in. Yeah, you into like a game like Cyberpunk? You probably yeah. So right. and I mentioned this last podcast. Yeah. I've probably made I've probably paid about fourteen full price games this year, and I've got another eight that I want to pay for next year so that's probably 20 games they've got 22 games off me okay cool cool so let's move uh to amazon luna um as you guys saw the overview video i did i finally got a freaking invite to that service man it's about time it's kind of a bummer there's still a lot of people who signed up first day who still doesn't have access to luna um but just want to talk to the people in the panel at the end. I'll just give my overall impression. But just have you guys got your invites yet? What are your thoughts on Luna in general with based on like videos and stuff that you've seen or read about it? Um, to get started, uh, Duncan, let's let's get into let's talk to you about Luna for a sec. What's your take on it? Yeah. I felt it was actually quite interesting this week. Uh, I'm not sure if anybody watched it or not. Uh, they actually had like a Ask Me Anything on Twitch. Oh. It was it was pretty. I'll say we knew most of the stuff they were talking about. However, there was a wee nugget there uh, that multiplayer might be coming uh, next week to Luna via uh, some of the Ubisoft games, which are going on to the channel or the, the, the channel's launching next week. Mm. I'm not sure if that was a slip of the tongue because someone asked, can you play multiplayer? And they said, uh, yeah, you can do it with the, when the Ubisoft channel launches. So I'm not 100% sure if that's nailed on. It was a bit ambiguous, but that was my reading of it. Uh, I, I personally think the Luna model is going to be very good going forward. And I'm... The more I see of it, the more I'm getting more excited about it. It's I think they're going to push out the games. And one thing I've been preaching a lot over the last number of months is content is king. Yeah. And they're going to get the content and they're going to get it quick. And I will make one of my bold, wacky predictions here. Uh, I'm not sure if you've seen the news today about Mass Effect. It is getting a remaster. 
and the new one is underway. I'm going to predict that it's going to be on Linda next year uh, before Stadia. Because Stadia <laughs> isn't even mentioned there, and I think it's going day and date on Lena. Oh. So <laughs> that was my prediction Inter- there. Interesting. So do you... I, the channel model, right? We know Ubisoft is coming. Do you see that being the way that they get... The only way that they get like same day releases, or do you think eventually they'll have a steady approach model to where they'll have a store to where they'll sell like individual same day release games? What's your take on that? Uh, I think it's nailed on. They're going to have a buy model as well. You can actually see it in the UI that it says purchases. If you go into your UI there, yeah, yes. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. So I think I think it is going to happen, and I'm not expecting it anytime soon. But I think they're going to push the channel model as their main, and you may supplement it somewhat with the other. While Stadia is meant to be more, you buy your games and then get the pro to the side. Then it's going to be primarily the channels and the other to supplement it. But yeah, I think it's going to be, I think the big games are coming because I think that's the way they're going to get the, the cyberpunks, which are yeah. big games, not tied to a big. Okay, there's fireworks going off over here. <laughs> no idea why. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's 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 all, all all be fun. What makes that worse is we don't we don't do um, uh, the fifth of November over here. That we don't do them. So huh. I don't know why that was going off. <laughs> That's crazy. I didn't realize that was today. <laughs> so he, they're more jumpy than. Yeah, anyway, I won't go into that, but yeah. Duncan would be more jumpy than most of us. <laughs> they saw what noise is going on. But um, yeah, I think Duncan's right. I think Luna, uh, Luna is probably going to follow suit with a lot of other Amazon services. Like, um, Reminds me more of the Kindle, uh, mm. Kindle Unlimited style, yeah. where you pay a subscription for a set amount of content, and then you can buy content on the store. And they're doing that with videos, and they're doing that with apps as well where you can have that kind of like the Kindle Fire Unlimited where you get a whole bunch of content just rolled in, but you can then go and buy, you know, one of those apps or one of those videos and then play it as part of that subscription. So I think it's just going to fall in line with a lot of their other kind of subscription plus purchase models. So if they take that approach, then really what differentiates it from Stadia? Um, because uh, like you would you've think... got a ton more content in the subscription. <laughs> with luna so that's going to be like an advantage right because again with pro membership you are getting some close to like 30 games but luna's beefing those games up so you're going to have all those games that you can stream but then the stadia store comes into this to where you can actually buy individual games that you can play so that then becomes a big problem for stadia just being realistic Because that's the convenience factor for Amazon as well. I think that they are going to roll that in eventually, either to Prime or with one of the others. And I think it's you know, Twitch didn't switch from Twitch Prime to Prime Gaming or Amazon Prime Gaming for no reason. You know, they were they're ahead of this. I think the Luna name is either going to change or Prime Gaming is going to change again. It's all going to come into one mold. And you know they can just market the hell out of this, right? They do it with their Amazon Prime. Hey, free trial! Yeah, you can try it yeah. for 
a month, you know, have your Amazon Prime and then yeah. keep it rolling. Or again, on the how many millions of people use their home screens for shopping and everything? They just go, oh look, come and try Amazon Prime Gaming for a month. Yeah, I th- yeah. I mean, I can totally see them pushing this again. We've discussed just if this becomes a part of Amazon Prime, you're looking at over a hundred million people with free access to Luna, and talk about like a good way to get people involved in Luna, right? But again, Jerry, let's check in with you and this man. What's your take on Luna? Where have you been with it? So, yes, still waiting for my email. <laughs> it's so slow. It's crazy. Uh, I literally signed up less than 15 minutes after it went live. Yeah. And, you know, it's still, still waiting. I was super happy to hear that you got it because at least we're going to get some real firsthand discussion and, and talk right. about it. I checked out your overview video. I've watched all the people streaming it and all that kind of stuff. And I don't know what to think of Luna completely yet until I get my hands on it as a gamer, how it feels. You'll be able to talk more about that than I can. I'm definitely a huge fan of the business model though. And I've said that before subscriptions are becoming very popular. Yeah. This is coming from someone who used to hate them. <laughs> I was all about my, my buying my disc at GameStop or Best Buy, no digital, anything, no subscription, anything, now I'm digital everything and subscription everything. And in the long run, it just winds up giving you more content for less money. EA uh, Play Pro now, it's called um, uh, the, the uh, Ubisoft Connect, all these things that we all subscribe to. I mean, f- what you get for the money is really good. And if Luna's going to tap into that, it's great. And if they're going to have a store as well for not only support for games that won't be part of those memberships there's going to be games that just aren't part of that that they want to get in there or for people who are our age that still have not embraced any of the subscription type models that want to purchase those games and own them on the service so you should cater to both sides but definitely love what their business model is going to be doing super excited to see uh have you gotten a con- the controller i didn't see that part in i there. ordered so it what- yeah, I you ordered. ordered. That's it, what yeah. I thought. I didn't see it in the video. Okay. I'm super excited to see how that works jumping device to device because I can't stand the Stadia controller having to reconnect and jump. And then if it doesn't work, you're waiting like until it decides that you can try again. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited. To, exactly. So I'm excited to, to, to see how that works. So there's a lot of positive. And then, like you said, I mean, they can practically flip a switch and, and have a player base of like, here, try free uh, Prime Gaming or Luna or yep. whatever. And uh, and what'd you say, like 100 million people who knows that might try to tap into that. So I think uh, I think Stadia could be in a little bit of trouble. I've never been a fan of their business model. And most people I talk to just don't want anything to do with paying for pro and buying games. Mm. They just don't want to do both. Mm. It would be like me paying for Netflix and then buying the movie I just watched on Netflix right. for 20 bucks. Right. I'm not going to do it. Right. Disney Plus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's interesting because I think you guys are onto something here. People are familiar with streaming service now, and I think that's why you saw or you see still a lot of people making the argument that Steady should be like a free like streaming service where you have an, you know where you have like all these uh meat stuff to to play for free, just like Netflix, right? So if Amazon approaches it like that right this is a subscription model to where you can play all these games for free but on the side right maybe that's the better marketing approach but on the side we have these games if you want triple a same day releases you can actually purchase it and play it 
on this platform. So it's going to be quite interesting to see how this yeah, plays just, out. Go ahead. I, I was just going to jump in there just to say what uh, Stadia is doing all wrong. Amazon Luna is doing all right. Uh, they're coming out and they're talking to content creators as well. Uh, I forgot to mention this during the stream uh, they were doing on Twitch, which which had like 20, 30,000 people watching. It was the, the Twitch Daily Show, whatever oh. it's called. And uh, they shout, the Amazon Luna guys shouted out Ashes to Ashes in the middle of that stream. Wow. That's a big deal. Yeah. I said we have been watching Ashes to Ashes and this wow. other content creator uh, going through our stuff, and uh, this this was just in the middle of it. So and I go okay, wow. there. that's how you do it. Stay yeah. there, <laughs> still doesn't <laughs> acknowledge the content. Anyway, it's not just that, but gamers. Yeah, you got to care about gamers and care yeah. about content creators. And I've seen the same thing coming from Luna. It just seems like they're listening and they care more yeah. about what they're going to be giving everybody. Sure. That's sure. the big thing that GeForce Now does so well. They, oh just, they listen to everybody, the content creators, the oh gamers, everybody, yep. their Twitter feed. And yeah, Stadia Discord, just doesn't do that. Yeah. So true. So true. Mark, what's your take on this? Yeah, I think, I think we pretty much covered it. Uh, everyone's already mirrored my thoughts. The, one of the things that I'm not hearing a lot of uh, that is concerning me is we're getting closer and closer to their uh, US release date. More and more people are getting access. You got access. Uh, Europe is a, is a thing. <laughs> um, not yeah, like just some initial plans, uh, rough dates for getting access in in Europe. I can see every English person in in the in the podcast nodding their head. Uh, it's concerning me, and it's not that um, archi- the architecture isn't there to get it. You know, the AWS that they're going to be using is literally worldwide everywhere. They can support it everywhere. So, yeah, just trying to figure out what the holdup is. If it's, uh, I know in terms of business, you usually tend to concentrate on the US market is uh, the more lucrative. So, but yeah, it's just just be interesting to see what they're thinking. Nice, nice. Okay. Chief, we haven't covered you in this topic. What's your take on it? Yeah, I'm really quite excited to see where Luna goes. You know, I think Duncan's hit the nail on the head that they're doing everything right that Stadia's not. The only thing that they don't have is the quality right now. Um, But, you know, as far as the Chromecast Ultra is concerned, you know, if you wanted to play Stadia, on your TV, you had to buy a Chromecast Ultra or the Premier Edition. Whereas with Luna, a lot of people are already kind of invested in 4K Fire Sticks or having Fire Sticks or have some kind of Amazon device. So I feel like they're pretty much better equipped already to drop that on people. I know I think we've looked and it's only V2 devices. I think my Fire Stick that I've got is too old probably to actually be able to do it so i'd have to upgrade i think you need the 4k yeah uh, or the cube and things like that but if they manage to get it to work on the fire hd tablets and things like that then that immediately opens up a huge amount of people that can just tap straight into that um i've already checked and uh, the bluetooth controllers like the playstation 4 controller works on the fire tablet so you know you could just pair your tablet to a controller 
straight away and be playing away. That would be an absolute awesome. So I think the way they're doing it, apart from the annoyance of it being US again only, um, that they are, if they flip the switch, even without 4K, they have got a massive market that will be able to tap into that pretty much immediately. Um, whereas I think, you know, Stadia even now have to put a lot of effort in to get anybody to use their service, even when it was the free-to-play demos. You know, a lot of that marketing had to really be pushed. So I'm excited to see it. I'm not overwhelmed by what we've seen so far. The quality and of the games and the game selection isn't quite there. But then if you're paying $6 a month to have 50 okay games, a few that you might play, it's just like a pro subscription, right? Except it's even cheaper than the $10 a month that we're paying now to have the 30-odd pro games that I'm not using either. So <laughs> yeah. I'm used to having pro subscriptions where I'm not tapping into all of the content. But occasionally, one month, you know, I might dive into two or three games that suddenly become of interest. And um, you know, Ubisoft Connect EA Play Pro is a great example, right? I pay actually for the yearly subscription of EA Play Pro because it's a lot cheaper than the monthly one. So yeah. I pay £90 a year, which is equivalent to two AAA games. And, you know, literally I saw the announcement of Hot Pursuit Remastered is now available, and all I had to do was log on, hit download. <laughs> I don't have yeah. to worry about something up 40 50 quid to go and play that game. I can just download it. Um, and, you know, when they announce other AAA titles coming, I can preload them, I can download them day one. So having that subscription in place is definitely a better way of doing it. And the other thing with Luna, like Duncan said, content is king. Then having the Ubisoft Plus channel ready there waiting, and now Ubisoft have confirmed that if you have Ubisoft Plus, you don't have to pay for it again on Luna. You can just go and play all of those games. So if you're paying your $6 a month on Luna, that means you're going to have 100 plus games available to you to play on multiple devices from day one. So I'm still cautious and I still don't think that Europe's going to see it this year. So I'll wait to see what happens at the beginning of next year. But cloud gaming is definitely getting bigger. But with the next gen dropping, Game Pass getting bigger, I think the... the system most in trouble by Luna is probably Stadia. GeForce now, around other stuff, is killing it. Their model is working. They are targeting PC gamers. They know their market. They know who they're pushing for. Stadia, I still feel, like Luna, is trying to find its feet and doesn't know who it's targeting right now. But it looks like Luna is in a better position to target a market. They just, I don't think they picked their market just yet. I see Holtz really went, went in together there. Go ahead, Holtz. No, I agree with Mark and what she's trying to say. I just, to me, Luna, I'm forgetting about it. It's been overshadowed by other services. I, I'm not a happy cloud gamer with the fact is that it's only US yeah. specific. Yeah. I wasn't happy when I heard Ubisoft Plus, both Luna and Stadia, is US specific. Yeah. I'm thinking to myself, I want, I would like these subscriptions now. And I would jump into if you give me the chance, Luna, to test it out. I'm ready to try the service. And when you're forgetting a big, huge demographic who's got, on average, higher bandwidth than the United States, I'm I'm thinking to myself, well, if these people have got lower bandwidth and data caps, 
why is that marking and channeled first when I'm thinking there's like 25 European countries that would like the service as well? And by the time you're making me wait longer for it, the more I'm saying I'll stick with my X Cloud with EA Plays, I'll stick to me Stadia, and uh, so it's getting overshadowed. True, true. Yeah, so overall, um, just going to quickly talk about my experience. Uh, something that just talking to you guys in this panel that opened my eye to how Luna might actually be quite decent is the fact that, again, you know, they can focus on streaming and then have like paid games like Cyberpunk and that on the side and bring that in. Because my frustration with the service is like, why does this even exist? when you have other cloud gaming stream service. And then the game selection was trash, just being realistic. Um, I do have to say though, something that they did good uh, with is just going to, for instance, uh, they, they had Konami on there with um, Castlevania, right? They had Contra on there. They had Sega on there, right? So they approached the right devs to even though those games are kind of older, Right. But seeing them like approach, you know, those devs shows that this was not something that was planned overnight. But the games weren't that great and I wasn't sold. I mean, the tri- the only triple A game slash that they had there was Control, Metro Exodus, and Grid. I mean, you compare that to what Stadia has, it's like really. Um, but I feel like again, if they can get those cyberpunk games, you know, uh sell it and you can pay for it and bring it to Luna, I feel like that's a win, right? But they need to be able to get same-day release AAA games on that platform. If not, I definitely don't see it competing with Stadia. So performance-wise, I mean, still in beta, and, you know, it, it wasn't the best perform, but it, it was good enough, better than xCloud. So I have to give it credit. So... Another thing I have to give them kudos for is the fact that this can run on a Fire Stick 4K and Google just released a Chromecast that still cannot run Stadia. To me, that's an issue, right? So this just being able to work on all of Amazon's ecosystem right off the bat is pretty cool. And again, something that Stadia is missing, the fact that we still can't use Stadia Android TV officially is a problem. But that's my experience with Luna. I still think they have a lot of com- convincing to do uh, for me, at least. But we'll we'll test it. We'll check it you out. Also, you also oh, don't yeah, have to have an iPhone. You don't have to have 4K streaming stick either. You you can have the 1080p second gen. Um, can you? Yes, yes, you can, and it's still okay. listed on their site. And I saw. Uh, I saw that as well, again, listed by someone on Twitter. Yeah, but it just has to be second gen. It's got to be gen. the second gen, which is the okay. one that comes with the controller with volume on it. The first right. gen doesn't have volume on it. The second right. gen does have volume on it. That's the ones I have. That's a lot of people. That was like on sale for like $25 yeah, last yeah. year. So, so all those it's second gen fire TV, those will, those will run Luna for your 1080p wow. if you're not. Wow. Yeah, so still be. there's a lot of people that that will have access to. Look at that. So even the 4Ks are on sale now. I think yeah. still. They're cheap they usually been... anyway. They're always on sale, especially like with Black Friday coming too. You'll probably be able to snag one for a really low price. And the performance was great on a five stick 4K. Again, which gets me scratching my head. Why the hell Stadia can't get it running on an Android TV like in video? Anyway. 
Um, so, but I'm curious more also about what the promise, the promised ray tracing performance, because they have promised ray tracing from day yeah. one from Luna. And so, if Cyberpunk has decent ray tracing and Stadia has none, right? I mean, I'm not playing any games that offer ray tracing without ray tracing. It's never going to happen. Sure, it changes the games too much for me at this point. I've played way too much ray tracing to give it up. <laughs> True. I do have to say, when I made that video, people were saying with control that it's a performance mode, a way to turn on ray tracing on control for Luna. And I have been looking and I went on Reddit, went on forums, still cannot figure out how to do that. So when you guys watch this video in the comments, if you guys do know how to do that, maybe I should talk to Ashes and see, but I can't figure that out. Because that was easy on the Switch, right? Performance yeah, or exactly. not, you know, and you could you exactly. could load it right up and have ray tracing or not. So yeah, that that should be something that's not hard to yeah. do. Yeah, went in the menus, went to the video settings, nothing in there, you know. Anyway, uh, let's move. I'm looking at time like wow, we're getting close, but let's move to XCloud. Just want to announce quickly that game, no EA Play, right? You can. Now preload your EA Play games on Game Pass, which is pretty awesome. And then on the 10th of next week, uh, you should be able to now play your EA Play games on Game Pass, which is absolutely incredible. And (laughs) this is funny because one of the games that you'll be able to play is Star Wars Fallen Jedi. And I don't think... That's a coincidence. I think um, they might, you know, it, it's so interesting that, you know, that game is, is coming to Game Pass. And so just want to talk to the panel. What's your take on EA Play coming to Game Pass? Is this something you guys are going to pick up and try? Are you excited about it? So get started. Uh, Duncan, what's your take on EA Play coming to Game Pass? Three days, all access, I'm set. Okay. So <laughs> I, I, I've got it. I'm on. Uh, I got my Xbox Series X with all access. So I, um, I'm definitely going to be playing it. I'm really looking forward to giving Jedi Fallen Order uh, a go. I'm definitely not picking it up in Stadia now. <laughs> it's, it's definitely it has it's a lost cause on Stadia, unless uh, I'm somehow given a, a copy to test it. Uh, Speak I think it's really brilliant that they're they're doing this, and I think there's going to be more deals going on behind the scenes. With like I touched on earlier, Codemasters is getting bought by Take Two. There's just there's just going to be more and more consolidation going going forward. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be an interesting time coming up here, and I just can't wait to actually get into these to actually to play it. Uh, it's just it's just going to be fun, and it's I just I'm just worried about I'm not worried about GeForce now. I'm not actually worried about Luna. I am just worried about Stadia with, with all these moves being made because they've been pushing Stadia is next gen. We're 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 more powerful basically than the PlayStation Five or on the par with it, and we're just about to see where. Stadia is going to be in that mix, and three days time, I think we're going to see where Stadia is, especially with Valhalla coming as well, with uh, that being 4K 60 FPS on the Series X. I, I think it's going to be a real interesting time coming up. Yeah, now, I have uh, to ask cool. you, Duncan. Sorry, just quickly, yeah, yeah. because 
I know I've got all access as well, and it's the tenth. Is it going to be Valhalla or is it going to be Fallen Order? Oh, uh, I'm. I'm going to be. I think I am going to play Valhalla on GeForce now because I've got Ubisoft Plus because uh, I can't justify the 90 quid to get it. So I will probably be playing it that on GeForce now. So it's more likely to be Fallen Order on there. And, and believe it or not, you're going to laugh when I say this, Gears Tactics, I'm going to give that a blast that as well. That looks good. That looks good. I actually was thinking about that too. Yeah. True. Good, good. How about you, uh, Jared? What's your take on EA Play come to Game Pass? Oh, it's great because I already pay for it. So I'm looking forward to that going away. That's one subscription yeah. I don't have to pay. It's going to roll right into my <laughs> other one. I'm still sure. going to have to keep my PC subscription going even come December because that's going to be the EA Play only, not the Pro. And I'm mm-hmm. still going to want to have my Pro on PC. So, I'll, I, But it's great because I'll be paying for one less. So it'll be part of my Game Pass. I'll still have my PC one and we'll be good to go. Star Wars. I beat the hell out of that game. It is such a good game. Anybody that hasn't play, played Fallen Order, you you have to play it. It's it's really, really good. Um, game Pass is still killing it. I mean, yeah. it, they're, they're going to keep killing it. We're going to see amazing games coming. Uh, we have um, PC Doom coming in December still and a bunch of other things for Game Pass. So, I mean, I just purchased like another year of Game Pass. It's never going anywhere. Uh, on the 10th, of course, Valhalla. I have that for Xbox, PlayStation, and PC. So that'll be one of the games that I do like a full run of loading times, what does it look like, and all that kind of stuff. I'm not going to be able to afford to do that with very many of the games this year. Yeah. <laughs> Valhalla is one of the ones that I'm going to purchase for all of them and check it out and see how it does. But yeah, Game Pass continues to do good. Definitely play Star Wars. If you have a choice between Stadia and Game Pass, just just go game pass <laughs> so where did you purchase a year of game pass from uh it was like a uh it was like an offer actually in my in my like rewards on the on the thing i was able Oof. to get it yeah, yeah yeah i forget what i paid for it but it was a little bit of a saving so i'm good for okay. for like wow. a year yeah i've been trying to find those i only get like if the i find months, six months ones. if i find another one i'll send it to you cool cool how about you host what's your take on ea play coming to game pass of course i welcome it and i've been waiting for this news to see when star wars has fallen jedi order is coming and it's being confirmed for the 10th so now i'm actually not going to get it on stadia i actually own 34 months of xbox game pass ultimate so by the time i think by the time i got that long usually ea play pro ea plays about 20 pounds a year so when i consider how much i pay for that i pay for like 109 so i've done that thing where like you sort of buy three years cheap and upgrade for a pound so then by the time i think well now i've got ea plays it makes it so cheap for me Mm. so i'm thinking i might as well use the service that i'm paying for i might as well play ea games on game pass or xcloud instead of actually moving on to other services now i did want it for stadia but they've took so long yeah. And I do actually think it won't sell well unless they do a nice golden price at maybe fifteen pounds, fifteen dollars. Right. I don't think I don't think Fallen Jedi Order will compete well on Stadia if it's offered free in Game Pass. Yeah, true. Do we don't have a price yet for that for Stadia uh, Fallen Jedi? Do we? Oh, as we know, we're like the marketing team. They have to bring it down to be very competitive. Absolutely. Imagine that launching at sixty bucks. Because people are going to look at um. People are going to look at Game Pass now and say, I can yeah. play it on my existing consoles, I can get yeah. it upscaled on my new consoles at the moment, and then in a month's time, I can play it on PC and cloud. Yeah. So it's a no-brainer by the time you wait by the 24th of November. 
for sure, for sure. Mark, what's your take on this news? Yeah, it's another great deal for them. And, you know, we're going to, I think we're going to see this continue them uh, either bringing in services like this to include in their own or just keep buying up studios. Uh, They're on a massive roll. It's absolutely, obviously, not a coincidence. Uh, very well planned to do it on the 10th to c- both uh, coincide with the console launches. But also, I think it just goes to show, I'm pretty sure at least three of us now have right. gone, <laughs> well, because of this, because we're already in that ecosystem. Like, it, I don't think it matters what the Stadia price is at this point. That There's no way they can um, undercut it that at that price. It's, it's just not going to happen, basically. So the, there's enough of us in this one chat to kind of show what is, what's going to happen to their demographic on yeah. that game. They're not going to get the sales now. So yeah. uh, very well played, very well timed. Um, I'm just excited to see you know the next thing they buy up, uh, be it studio or another service like this, because, I, yeah, I'm deeply right. in that ecosystem so and happy I, to be there. Zero said, imagine if it's 30, I hope not, right? This would look really bad, right? But I think it's interesting what Microsoft is doing. I feel like they're always trying to one-up Stadia, right? Again, I don't think this is a coincidence. You know, Destiny kicked off Stadia, and you see them, you know, really fighting to get the all the expansion on game pass you see this you see the bethesda move right do bethesda was a huge um publisher for stadium now we don't even know you know future games that come to it's crazy it's really interesting but chief let's hear from you man what's your take on ea coming to so yeah i have ea play pro as i said because i had it for pc i've had it for a few years now because it's just worked out fantastically for me originally i bought it for anthem and um one of the other uh, ea games coming that year so um i got my money's worth i think within six months of purchasing ea play pro or um origin premiere as it was then um so the I, november came and i saw because uh, i had obviously fallen order anthem and then i tried a couple of other random uh, games like Surge and stuff. So, you know, again, just having a subscription means I can just dive into games that I potentially wouldn't shell out the money for originally because it's part of the subscription. So you always feel like you can try some games that you might not have bought and you either do or don't like them and it doesn't really matter because you haven't paid for it. So if you don't like it, you know, nothing lost. But go ahead, Hans. No, I was just thinking then, if you don't have actually have a game pass subscription but you do actually have an ea play pros account can you actually link your microsoft ea play to your pc like what they're doing with ubisoft plus and still get the games on i don't think so because like ubisoft plus isn't coming to consoles yet and they haven't said that they're going to bring it yet so that's one of the you know as duncan said you might not you're not going to buy valhalla on your series x if you've got Ubisoft Plus because you're just going to want to play it on GeForce Now or a PC because you're not going to want to buy it twice. So I think this is where the subscriptions really come into it. So it does lock you into an ecosystem. So I had already bought uh, All Access for the Series X before yeah. I knew about the EA um, and the fact that also obviously that is separate from EA Play Pro on uh, PC. 
So the fact that it's just bolstered and made that deal of, you know, I've got all the Game Pass games, all the ser- all the first-party games, and now a whole bunch of EA games just available to the console. It just so makes that subscription... Do we know if your save will carry over? I know we said like linking it with your Game Pass. I don't know. Play. That's why I'm waiting to find out, because I have my Fallen Order save. I'm probably about halfway through the game. It's just one of those games that I got a bit frustrated with and just didn't end up going back to. So... It'll be interesting to see if I can carry that over to the Series X. The other thing was my PC wasn't that great, so I kind of run it at medium-ish settings. Uh, and it, again, it looks good; it plays well. But you'd always want it to be higher. So I've kind of I did ditch the game. I did try going back to it for a, a while back, but I am stuck in a, a puzzle section, which is really annoying me. And it's one of those games that you can have quite a long section between saves and if you screw something up just before you get to that save point it really annoys the hell out of you because you've got to go all the way back to the beginning and do the last 10 minutes that you've just done again and then it just takes little mistakes and that's why i end up putting that game down but you know the fact that it's coming to series x and it's probably going to look a ton better will probably spare me to go back into that game Hmm. cool cool Ben, did we check in on you with this news? EA coming to Game Pass? Uh, no, I'm I'm actually you know the, the, so I'm not too familiar with that one and how it works. So do you have to pay for Game Pass and EA Play Pro to get the games? It's under Game Pass, so if you pay for one, yeah, pay, you pay for one, you get all. Okay, yeah. I might have to re-sign up for Game Pass again and, <laughs> and do that. Then that's that's pretty awesome. It's um, a pretty good deal, yeah. yeah. Sure, sure, cool. All right, so we're gonna cut in the closing time, but let's talk about Shadow. And I want to open the floor to Mark because I kind of watched your video and you had some stuff to say about Shadow. So. Um, Talk to us. What's going on in the Shadow universe? Uh, yeah, there's a couple of uh, features making their way into the production app versions of the apps. Um, I don't know if there's an exact date. It'll be next week. Uh, one of them is called Dynamic Bandwidth, um, which when you go into the app, you set your maximum bandwidth that you want to allow it to use, and you find that kind of sweet spot to keep the stream nice. Um, obviously you can't guarantee that your network will stay the same the entire time you're playing because of just your local ISP. So dynamic bandwidth will just watch for your uh, network quality and adjust that while you play uh, just to keep the stream. It will stop any kind of stutters or audio glitches or pixelation or anything like that, which is kind of cool. Um, so that's, if anyone uses beta, beta is my main app that I use anyway. It, that's available to try right now. If you use official, that's coming to official next week. Uh, and the other one is for the iOS application. Obviously, one of the <laughs> one of the only cloud gaming services we talk about that is actually on uh, and the iOS uh, infrastructure. Uh, for that one, if you wanted to play games on iPad. Uh, it was restricted before from Apple's side. Uh, something to do with their the version they were on uh, caused your mouse cursor to get uh, locked. So you couldn't look around in games, basically, if it was an FPS game. Some other titles were fine. FPS games, you got mouse cursor locked that would stop you looking around. So it prevented you uh, playing a lot of titles. From Apple's side, that has been sorted in iOS 14.2 that just came out. 
Um, so whatever they've done to update that, Shadow is pushing out into official next week. So you'll be able to use an iPad as a fully fledged AAA gaming setup with just like a little wireless keyboard and mouse, and you set. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. So okay. if you guys, if you <laughs> <laughs> if you guys have any uh, other Shadow question, again, Marcus is on here, so y'all can fire away there um but yeah shadow just seems to be that platform when it comes to virtual pc i use max settings um but i i i i feel like shadows is like reliable right max settings works right but i feel like there's different hoops that you have to do to get it working right but with shadow i just feel like it's one of those reliable reliable virtual pcs for me um but yeah if you guys haven't tested out um give it a shot if you can get in that's the issue that they're having right now right um just you can't actually get access to that um once again unless you're in the yeah, u.s yeah so it is a open to, to the u.s market for sure I'm sensing a lot of hate from Chief over there to, to the u.s is getting a lot of stuff first yeah. right now i don't know what's going on it's hilarious but cool cool all right guys um we're kind of close in time just want to give uh members of this panel a chance to just let people know what you do plug yourself so they can know where to find you um you want to cover that real quick chief yeah and thanks for trigger hyper for pointing this out so we were talking about uh, potential for cross saves especially on the ea for um jedi fallen order and he's saying that Xbox has its own ecosystem for awards, friends, etc., and does have not have any cross save with PC versions outside of Game Pass. So, oh, good to uh, know. Thanks for bringing that out. It's uh, going to mean that I'm starting that game from scratch again. Thank you. <laughs> That's thanks. All right, fellas, uh, Duncan, where can they find you and what do you do? I, I, uh, Chief Mischief Officer at uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Games, and uh, you can follow Cloudy with Games on Twitter, and uh, me at One to Escape. Uh, to, I randomly tweet about stuff uh, occasionally. Ben, what do you do, sir? Where can they find you? you though that might be close <laughs> yeah yeah i'm still she's trying to she's talking um yeah i'm just i'm active on everybody's discord so you can find me there um either as ben or precipities um so you're just that's about it i don't do i don't do any streaming other than yet that. right jerry where... <laughs> yeah <laughs> jerry where what do you do sir and where can they find you Oh, you guys know the deal. Game Tech Planet on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. All kinds of gaming and hardware testing. And I do have a new Lenovo gaming monitor coming that we're going to be checking out and doing a little review on. And super exciting week next week. Xbox Series X, PlayStation 5, new games. Yes. I'm not going to sleep. I'm not going to my real job. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be dope. Nice. Mark, what do you do, sir? Where can people find you? Uh, yeah, at MarkWads VLG, uh, YouTube and Twitter. Um, yeah, over on the channel, there is lots of cloud gaming news, tech stuff, uh, live streams of games, busy week coming up with obviously uh, Valhalla and Call of Duty next week. I'll be live streaming both of those. And I'm currently trying to sort out my uh, 20,000 subscriber giveaway, Ooh. which uh, should be very good. Nice, nice. Really curious as to what that is now. 
Holtz, what do you do, sir? And where can they find you? You can find me at Holtz86 on Twitter. And you can also catch me this week on Cloud Gaming Club. I'm going to be covering and my own YouTube Holtz. I'm going to be covering Yakuza Like a Dragon on Ooh. Xbox Series X. I'll possibly be recording Valhalla on Stadia. And I'll be comparing Beyond Light on the Series X to Stadia Edition. Nice. So has it officially kicked off? Can people actually... On on the on the tenth on the tenth when I've got the Series X and I've got okay. Valhalla and I've got um, this is where the big games come in now. So now I've got actually games that I'll be interested to talk nice. about. So you might actually see Fallen Jedi Order as well. Okay, cool, cool. Does that mean we're going to see a channel of Cloud Gaming Club pop up? It, it's already it's already popped up. No videos. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. Good to hear that it's 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 going it's going for you. Oh, it's awesome. And you can find us here um, Monday through Monday, Wednesday, open chat, Saturday podcasts, and videos all throughout the week. But yeah, this was fun. Again, I was I was telling the panel, I was a little bummed out because we didn't get a lot of news until the end of the week. So I was like, what are we going to talk about? But then they delivered with a lot of great stuff to talk about. But yeah, so it's fun just interacting with this panel and also getting to talk to you guys in the chat. So we'll do this again next Saturday. There probably be a lot to talk about. So it should be a fun, exciting episode next Saturday at 2 p.m. So we look forward to seeing you guys next Saturday. All right, fellas, appreciate you guys. We'll catch you guys next one. Till next time, peace out.